Hi, everybody, and welcome to another new episode of Live from Pawnee. I'm Alan, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Mark. Mark, how are you today? Alan, I'm doing great, buddy. And I got to tell you, I am excited about today's special episode. Me too, Mark. Um, you know, as our viewers may recall, we played a few selected clips from our interview with Mo Collins in our coverage of Harvest Festival Part 1. Yep. And at that time, we promised that we'd be dropping our full interview with Mo in a spotlight episode. And that's exactly what we're here to introduce today. Live from Pawnee presents Pawnee Spotlight. Oh, man, that is great. You know, I've been looking forward to giving our viewers a chance to hear this interview for I think it's been months now. I know we were lucky enough to talk to Mo earlier this spring, maybe what, early April, I guess. Yeah. And for various reasons, most of which I will just straight up blame on Constantine. For sure. Right, right. right. <laughs> um, we had a hard time working it in and wanted and kind of really we had a lull of Joan appearances. So we kind of wanted to wait until she was back. And boy, was she back with, uh, you know, some extra oomph in uh, Harvest Festival. And then right before that media blitz. So we thought this would be a really good time to finally release our interview. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. It, I think it was tough to have to wait, but I think it was definitely worth it. Um, did you know, Alan, that Harvest Festival, uh, Joan's appearance in there is only the sixth of Moe's 19 appearances as Joan? Well, actually, is I guess it's 20 if you count the uh, 2020 oh. special, isn't it? Yeah, there you go. So, yeah, it, that's that's weird. You know, it's it's pretty amazing to consider that, you know, she feels like a fixture in the show at this point right here yeah. in the middle of season three. And we're, what, 30 percent of the way through the show's full run. I know. Uh, yeah. And that includes Joan and several other, uh, you know, really, really good recurring characters right up to the end. So, in fact, if I think if you don't count the main cast and you don't count uh, uh, Brendan quits Paul Schneider, I think <laughs> only. Jay Jackson and Ben Schwartz appeared more times than Mo did. I, I think you're right. And, you know, Ben was practically a cast member by the end, uh, you know, and, and Jay was certainly a recurring character, a strong one. And, Absolutely. And obviously Mo was as uh, Joan, Joan Calamezzo as well. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's one of our favorites for sure. Absolutely. Yep. Well, Mark, uh, I guess then without any further delay, should we play this? Uh, let's go for it, man. All right. Hey, Constantine, cue that up for us, buddy. Hit the go for Mo button. Go for Mo. Enjoy. Hi, Mo. Hi, Mo. Hey. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Doing terrific. Doing great. Thanks so much for joining us. Yeah. We've been looking forward to this for a while now. I can see why. <laughs> Get inside Joan Calamezzo's house. I mean, who wouldn't want to? Well, I mean, she's an interesting lady, that's for sure. Yep. <laughs> you know, I was I was going to bring one of my big Joan Calamezzos, but they're so dang heavy. It's out in the <laughs> it's out in the garage. They're so dang heavy. I was gonna have it just subtly. Very subtly back there, but turns out it's too much work. <laughs> uh -huh. I see your, your Pawnee today in the background, though. I did that much for you. Thank you. I, got nice. that. I did that. That's awesome. With a little Ken doll on it. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> well, thanks for taking the time today. I think our first question for you was, you know, how did you come to Parks and Rec? I mean, did uh, the producers know you from Mad TV, I assume? I suppose it was initially casting who thought of me, that's where the call came from for casting to read for this role. 
then of course, you know, that's just, I mean, I knew Amy prior, but I don't know that she was necessarily aware of who was, you know, coming in to read for this, right. this little, this little part. So, uh, yeah, I would say cast casting brought me in and, um, it all went from there, you know, and boy, did it change over the time, <laughs> you know, I'll still, I'll never forget the audition. Like it was just so completely different, just a, a very green small town, you know, Pawnee, um, cable access lady. <laughs> so it's just very conscious of that, the green of her, right. Just not really good at it very small town, but she really, Joan, Joan got quite an arc. She got quite full of herself. In the very beginning mode, did you uh, think that it was going to be a recurring role or did you think it was going to be like a one and done? Uh, Did not know. Really really didn't know. Um, You always hope, you know, you see something like that and you go, well, it's, it's a character that lives in that world. Could she return? Sure. But you know, it's a, it's a businesses of both promises and broken promises. So, (laughs) (laughs) you know, you're just uh, happy to, happy to be cast at all. And, uh, you know, you hope it goes forward, which it did. It did. The ship sailed. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, what, I know you had, I think 19 appearances as Joan. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a favorite or, you know, any, what are your standouts maybe? Oh gosh. Um, ah, it's more moments. Do you know what I mean? Like that, that just particularly, and I mean, anytime I got to work with Amy, obviously Mm -hmm. was super fun. We just, uh, you know, we're cut from the same cloth. We love comedy and we both have great respect for, you know, any performer, but also it's super special. I think when you're with another comedy gal pal there and, uh, you know, she always just was like, ah, Mo's here, leave the camera rolling, you know? So, <laughs> so the improv would happen and we, we could banter, you know, it was just so easy for us. So anytime with Amy was super fun. And of course, trying not to laugh. There was the scene with Adam Scott, he and Amy, and it's a very, you know, always the more quiet the moments, the harder it is not to laugh for me, because just the more serious it goes, it just, it's like, you know, this yeah. goes back to my days growing up in church, right? Like you spot your friend and you want to giggle <laughs> um, when you're not supposed to. Those are the best times. Yeah, It's when it hits the hardest, right? Yep. Uh, but there was a scene and it was just something about Jones, Jones, uh, I think gym teacher growing up or something, but it was just the three of us in the scene and it was really a quiet, we had to just sit there in, in silence and it nearly killed us. Like it was just about, you know, it would have, it, it, I just, it was one of the hardest things to do ever to not just, we were just sweating or I was anyway, just completely sweating, like trying so hard not to laugh and mess it up. Oh, but then when it was cut, you know, it was just bursting out laughing. Just so, so great. Oh, so fun. Who had the hardest times in those kind of moments coming back from uh, from a break like that? <laughs> Getting it well, back I, I, I guess I just have to say myself, just because I, 
I don't know how hard it was for them. I can only attest to how hard it is for me. And, and that's, uh, I'm a bit, um, I guess I'm a, it's a bit known that I, I have a hard time not laughing and I, but I really, you know, I legit try not to, like, I don't, I don't want to. Um, so if you ever do see me laughing, it's because I literally, it's either that or, you know, I pee my pants. Now, those were some of the best moments on Mad TV, though, oh, yeah. where, you know, you would just crack up and the audience just went nuts. You know? I know they did. And again, you know, I never, ever, ever uh, would falsify those moments. Those were those were real, you know, Um in fact, I would I would do things to try and make myself not laugh because it, it got to be where cast and crew would place bets on where I would laugh, you know. And so I was, you know, a little bit taken offense to that and just like, no, I am not going to laugh. I would I would uh, put, dig my fingernails into my hand in my pocket or things I would think about horrible horrible things like bad things with you know kittens or whatever like anything to just to just keep myself from laughing because i i wanted to well i didn't want them to win their bets <laughs> not a year and i wanted to be professional that's right well, what do you think um joan is doing here in 2021 and you know and during the pandemic i was thinking about your other character on fear of the walking dead sarah you know who's who's going to do best in the pandemic Oh, Sarah. Sarah, yeah. <laughs> she is in a pandemic. Well, she, true, right? she, she knows how to survive. The fact that she's still, you know, what season six is happening right now. It's yeah. like, so wow. yeah, she, uh, she's got some survival skills. Joan, Joan, <laughs> I mean, I don't know that, you know, drinking martinis with uh, aspirin on the rim is gonna get her through a pandemic. Could kill her. <laughs> could kill her. Her, yes. her survival methods could actually kill her. I think that's the problem with Joan. <laughs> that's a good that's point. where things get really messy for her. Yeah. Yep. She's <laughs> she's got the coping mechanisms, but she doesn't know how to to reel them in. Oh yeah, she doesn't see that the you know they're actual spoilers <clears throat> you know of life. Yeah. But uh, they'll get her through a day or a night, but. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, not so much a real pandemic. Right. That's great. Yeah. You know, Mark and I were talking about this before we got on with you. Um, are you aware of your other six degrees relationship to Parks and Rec? Well, that's right. <laughs> are you going to school me on something? What maybe. Maybe. Oh, we, we'll, we'll try. So what is this? So this so, is fun. Yeah. We're, we're, we're huge fans of Arrested Development and, and, and your role on there. So we have George Bluth. Uh, I love it. Oh, I love it. Uh, George Bluth, uh, Starla. Starla yeah. was obsessed with Quincy Jones, Quincy yeah. Jones's daughters, Rashida Jones, who played Ann Perkins. Oh, yes, Parks I did Ray. know that. So <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Well, and here's another of my own personal six degrees. Uh, Quincy Jones is, you know, QDE Productions for Mad TV. The Q is uh, Quincy. I forgot wow. that. There you go. I never knew that. Yes, in fact, I think it was my first season on Mad TV for a the the uh, holiday gift. I got Quincy's book signed by him. <laughs> That's oh, wow. awesome. That is yeah, awesome. so I do have a few little Quincy. Uh, what is it? Shades of Quincy? Is that yeah. what it was? Six degrees. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Shades of Quincy. I like that. That's, I like sounds, that. Yeah. Sounds like a perfume. I know. Should I start a perfume and put it on Etsy? <laughs> Absolutely. Go for it. I'm feeling it. Yeah. Feeling it. Well, how yeah. did you um, how did you get started in general then? You know, in professional acting and comedy. What, what are your what's your start? Well, I'm from Minneapolis. And honestly, I started doing sketch and improv when I was in eighth grade. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I was even in a, a, a little five person group and we wrote our shows and we got to go perform at high schools. And then after getting kicked out of college six months in, um, I went, what's that? <laughs> See how I just throw that in there? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I, I started thinking like, what's that thing? That thing I loved so much, because I continued to do improv like in summer school and stuff. Yep. And uh, the, just those people became very dear to me. There was, I found my kinship. And um, I went, well, God, how do I, how do I make that work in my life? And there's a place in Minneapolis called Dudley Riggs Brave New Workshop, which is the same as, you know, like a second city or a groundlings. It's the same thing. Right. You, you, it's sketch and improv. And we write shows and do the improv set afterwards. And, and so I took class the, classes there, got into the touring company, little checks started coming. Agent came and saw me in the show, got a commercial. And I went, oh, I guess this is what I do. So happy accident, but no accident. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's terrific. Good for you. Yeah. So are you fully back to work now? I think uh, you, you guys are filming season six, you said, right? Yeah, we finished, uh, we finished shooting okay. season six. Wow. Yeah. Uh, about a month ago now. That's awesome. Yeah. So we did go back, you know, in the pandemic and um, it was very meta, of course, being working in the apocalypse during a pandemic. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, it, it's a, it's a whole different world, you know, um, working in the, in the, this environment. It's very, and of course, you know, very nerve wracking to be the one that has to take the mask off and, you know, it was, it's a lot. It takes a lot of trust, you know, and a huge crew and you don't know what yep. people are doing after work. Yep. It takes a lot of trust and that's where the the family aspect of any show that you're on becomes critical yeah, <laughs> it becomes like your death <laughs> yep. you know it was kind of crazy to think wow my job could kill me but we did it we did it and we're we're really we're super proud of ourselves you know aside from this show already being a a challenge to do it is it's 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 a mountain to climb every single episode it's just it's the conditions that we shoot in, um, the hours that we put in, the physical, physical challenges of this job. And then we threw pandemic on it. We're super duper proud. And I believe season six is the, the best season the show will ever see so far. Oh, good. That's yeah. Great. And, and, you know, early critics are saying that it, it, um, it stands those first years of The Walking Dead where everybody felt so much in love with, with the world itself. So yeah. that's awesome. That's great. We're really proud of it. We're really proud of it. And oh. yeah, it's uh, April 11th. Unless I think you get the early AMC plus thing, which uh, then you get hooked up. Is it the fifth or the sixth? I think it's this like next week. 
Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. 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 So you so. can get your bragging rights early as long That's as you right. don't get out there and give spoilers because God knows a spoiler in yeah. this world, you will lose friends. As <laughs> 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 you should. Yeah. Yeah, that can be serious stuff. So, you know, you talked about the family atmosphere on that show, like on Parks. You know, we talked to a few other people and, you know, they talked about that. The fact that, you know, that cast was, you know, you know, the core cast, of course, but the expanded cast, which definitely included you and a lot of other, you know, recurring guest stars. You know, it was yeah. a pretty tight knit group at times. It is. You know, I, I tell this to pretty much everybody I talk to about the show. When the captain of your ship is Amy Poehler and... She has no ego. She only has everyone's best interest and comedy itself's best interest at hand. You can't come onto that ship uh, and be an asshole yeah. and have have yeah. all of that icky stuff. It doesn't really work. You know, you're the cog in that ship's wheel. Does that work? Yep. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it um, yeah, she sets the precedent, right? And I, you know, the people though that tended to move along and become recurring, they're people that are that are game. They're they're kind and they're game. And uh, so so that fa that's the way that family was built. There were you know real fundamental ways of of working and playing um, that just we we all kind of held dear. So yeah, I very happily consider myself a first cousin to the show, if you will. That's great. Yeah. That's awesome. We've we've talked to a, a, a couple of other people who expressed very similar sentiments. And it's always so cool when you can watch a show that you you love the characters so much, but then you hear about um, the people behind the scenes and you hear how cool they actually are. It just makes it so much better, you know? I know. No, it's true. It's so true, isn't it? It's like anytime I've heard, you know, to the contrary, if I enjoyed something or an actor or something, then you find out they're just a a jerk it's very upsetting yep. <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah, it really is <laughs> we're like oh wow the environment was crap huh yeah oh. right and this is all make-believe what's up with that yeah <laughs> i know you want it all just to be good yeah i know well, we, yeah. we talked to actually, um, you know, Kevin Simons and we talked to Jay Jackson and uh -huh. uh, both those guys had great things to say about you. So, oh, yeah. oh so my checks cleared. That's great. <laughs> Good. But in fairness, they didn't know we were going to be talking to you. So it was totally yeah. unsolicited in that regard. So that's right. Yeah, we, we had fun. Yeah. Yeah. It was just always a good time, you know, great to work with everybody there. There were no assholes. I didn't, I didn't meet an asshole there. I, I think that's just super rare in the business from what I understand. So I hear that too. <laughs> I hear that too. And I know it's true. Um, that being said, uh, I feel my um, good fortune when I look at the things I've done and how great my experiences have been, save a few of them. Yeah. But um I've really been lucky to be in situations where the the vibe is good, the people are kind. Mm. Um, I like to feel like I had some contribution to that as well. That's awesome. And that's mine at the end of the day when I hit my pillow. That's right. Well said. How you treat others and, you know, yeah. And some of those longer runs that you've you you've been fortunate enough to be on, that's probably why they were longer runs and not shorter ones, right? I mean, I'm sure that's a can play a role in it. 
I think it does. I've also been part of great things that didn't have long runs and should have, and they were wonderful, mm. you know, you know, well, I mean, shoosh, arrested development, yeah. you know, went away. That That's true. Yeah. You know, so um, yeah. it is not the clincher on what uh, gets a show to continue. Yeah. Um, and I think what's crazy, no, you know, now that I kind of look at what I do know is that there's some shows with some really crappy <laughs> some crappy situations and man they keep going but squeaky wheel ah. yeah it, no that's actually something that always um yeah that that's always been sort of amazing to me I mean coming from Minnesota where we sort of have the term coined of Minnesota nice yes and uh we, certainly makes for a better way of life but it's it has been startling to me that um some real, real, you know, jerks um, make good share of the money and uh, work time and time again. It's, I guess, the demanding of it. I don't know. I don't know. It's like, I wish I could, you know, for myself, figure out a way to like stay nice and also, right. <laughs> you know, say, hey, I deserve things too, <laughs> you know, which that was my meditation today, just so you know. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Well, yeah, great. It sounds like Go you've ahead. got a very Midwestern point of view. You we're, we're from Indiana. We're from Indianapolis. So, oh yeah, I recognize it for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah and it's something I'm uh, grateful for. It has certainly turned me into a doormat in some circumstances. But again, like I say, at the end of the day, I just prefer that my life be um, about kindness because it's what I would hope for in return. Yeah. Good for you. So absolutely. Midwest. You would hope that at some point karma would rule the day, right? Yeah, I, I don't think it does anymore. As much as I still want it to and, and certainly scream to the heavens, come on, karma, do something. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. I don't know if I, um, I don't know if I believe in karma anymore. I believe in action. Mm. Yeah. If something's not right, and you know it's not right, do everything you can to help the situation be made right. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I think, you know, you've got a big fan base and therefore you have a platform. And so, you know, I follow you on Instagram and I think it's cool yeah. that you've been pretty vocal about how you've felt about some of those things that are not right karmically. Yeah. And I, you know, I take a, a plethora of heat for it. I bet. I do my very, very best to remain my Minnesota nice and to just have constructive criticism because if I can just change one person, I totally do believe in the ripple effect. Yeah. You know, you yep. tap the Me water, too. you start a ripple, create a wave. And so I just kind of think if I can stick with it and give them the respect of space and conversation, maybe they will in turn do the same for me. And maybe, maybe, maybe we'll have a, an ounce of real human connection and, you know, it steps, it steps forward, you know, fingers crossed. I tried with a woman on Twitter today who had some of the dumbest arguments I've ever heard. She literally was owning herself with her argument of not wearing a mask. So I stayed with it, you know, uh, I think by the end, I did have to say something like STFU. <laughs> uh -huh. 
I don't know what that means. No, I do. Well, yeah. <laughs> By the end, it was just so absurd. Yeah. And she was really coming at me personally then. And it was like, okay, this. That's too bad. Now you, yeah. So, but I do my best. I do my best. And I know they think I'm sitting there all pissed and just furious and like throwing eggs against the wall or something, <laughs> but I'm really not. I'm really, really not. Like my life is good. I'm doing my part, wearing my mask, trying to educate those on why we should, you know, um, yeah, I do my best. Um, but yeah, people can come, can come have a conversation with me and they don't have to share my opinion, but let's have a talk. Yeah, no, that's a great attitude. That is a great yeah. attitude. Yeah. I don't block very few people. It takes a lot to get me to block you. <laughs> I'm just not, I, I prefer not to. It's just, I'd rather they continue to see what I'm saying. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, and yeah. I, I always feel like on the other side of that, the people who want to have those fights they don't seem to be as willing to have the conversation as I do or you do. So no, they don't. They just yeah. want it to be adversarial. They yeah. a they want to be right, but the f problem is the facts say that they're wrong. Yeah, and uh, to try and make them understand that is difficult. And I get it. Well, and I think all of us have moments in our life where we don't, I mean, who knows at all? I know I don't, you know, so I don't know if, if I get into a situation where I'm like, you know what, that's a great point. I didn't think about that. Yeah. I, I try to have the ego to let that go and not oh, take it as well. This makes me weak. I'm, you know, it's a personal attack. I don't think that. Yeah. No, here's a, absolutely. Look, Hey, um, I'm here to learn too. If you, if you have something new for me, by God, let me tell me. Yep. Right. Tell me. Yeah. But you know, if you're if you're talking to me about something that I do know about and I've read plenty on, because I, I, you know, because people come at me and they go, what about this? Mm. And if it's not some, I will double check and check and check before I respond to make sure, because I'm like, if they're coming at me with their fact. Uh huh. Yes. <laughs> um, I want to go see where that came from right. and and clarify it. If it needs clarifying, if it's right, it's right. Yeah. But you know, like today, the whole thing, wear a mask. And she came at me with the 2019 influenza study from the CDC. And it's like, even that though, did say wear a mask regarding the flu. <laughs> so it was like, yeah. I know more now because I do fact check and double check so that when I'm responding, I'm not, um, I'm not making my own facts up. Right. I know I, I went and did a, a grocery pickup and a guy out of nowhere, just said, you know, can I ask you a question? At that point, I should have said no, right? I should have just said, no, I'm a little busy, but I was nice. And yeah, he wanted to engage about why I had my mask on. And I said, well, it's out of respect for the person who's loading my groceries. You know, I don't want to, you know, and he, yeah. he wanted to debate and I didn't because I felt like I kind of, I've read as well. And I mean, yeah. look at, look at the, the cases of flu this year and how suppressed they are because we've all been wearing masks. Yep. Yeah. It's just, I don't understand. It's just illogical to argue against that in my mind. Thank you for trying to educate those who need it. I try. Absolutely. <laughs> it's exhausting. I know. And it makes me miss comedy. And, you know. Yeah. <sighs> but um, that's where we're at. What are you doing for comedy? I was going to ask you that because, you know, Fear the Walking Dead, not exactly comedic all the time. <laughs> well, A, I look in the mirror. Um <laughs> 
<laughs> be, <laughs> uh, well, at, let's see, what do I do for comedy? Um, gosh, well, I mean, I, I will watch comedy on TV, but me, myself, I'm actually doing, there's a, a, a show called Loki Outside that um, I'm going to do, it's like, a st- it's a stand-up show. I'm going to go do that because oh, it's fun. an outside, I did it once, I don't know, six months ago. And it was like the first time and it was terrifying because I'm like, gosh, is this going to be like riding a bike? Mm-hmm. Um, it was so fun to do. Uh, and it is a little unfamiliar and yet immediately right there, which is also really good to know. You know, you kind of wonder like, oof, did the pandemic squeeze it all out of me? Is there anything left? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there it is, you know, and and I'm so grateful for it. So. I still, you know, I, I, uh, I want to keep doing comedy. I will forever want that. Yeah. Um, Fear the Walking Dead has obviously taken up time and especially with the protocols and everything, you know, I'm, I spend all my time in Austin. So you can't, they, they don't want you to be doing all this back and forth. Yeah. Also haven't been able to with the flying. So, right. you know, husband and I drive out and we're kind of there. <laughs> so I've missed out on things, which makes me sad. Uh, I hope that the comedy world um, remembers me on the other side of all of this. You know, I really do. That's, uh, but on the other hand, I am excited to, cause I am doing comedy in fear as well. You know, yeah. that is my role to bring lightness yeah. to the dark. Yeah. And so I feel like I'm expanding my comedy by by doing this and also at the same time expanding something that I really do want to experience for myself, which is drama. Mm. You know, that's that's absolutely an, an extension of where I want to go. So yeah. um, here's hoping it all happens. <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, those, those shows, I mean, the production quality is so good. It's just like every show is a little movie. You know, I just, it's, uh, it is. it's impressive. It really is. It is so impressive. I just am blown away by the scale of our stage, you know, this, where the stage is literally like a Texas countryside and right. that's, you know, that's a real truck. And, you know, I really drive the truck and uh, like, it's, it's been really cool to experience the things I've gotten to experience. Wow. Well, you can you know, always get like your CDL and become a truck driver now. <laughs> I could. That's the crazy thing. I drive that 18-wheeler. That's, that's awesome. That's me. <laughs> I, wish, I wish you could see that from the shots. No, not all. Like, they, they can, I can't be going out on, you know, a real road because right. I don't have that license. But, yeah, that truck pulls up and people get out. That's me. That's me. You know? And it's so cool, like, to be... 55 and playing a badass and learning new things. I mean, this is awesome. This is a beautiful gift that life uh, has, has laid in front of me. This crazy opportunity. I'm doing my own stunts. Wow. I mean, wow. It's just like, what? Who are <laughs> you, Mo Collins? Who do you think you are? It's great. That's awesome. Yeah. And plus, like any job I've ever loved, it's me on set, too. Like, I love, you know, you do get Mo Collins, the comedian, the person that just naturally is goofing around with people. Um, that although I'm doing a drama, I do feel 
my time spent on the on the job uh, job it is a job but play too but um i'm also i'm just i'm mo collins doing comedy too being being comedy well i gotta believe your co-workers enjoy that about you so i think they do you'd have to ask them but i think they do <laughs> i will kill them if they don't <laughs> Write those same checks a, out to them. They'll give us the right I have answer. Tire iron, and I will come at them. <laughs> <laughs> I will stir their beef. <laughs> One thing that's always interested me is seeing people who who grew up uh, with comedy kind of transitioning over to to drama in a way. And I've seen it go in the other direction, but it seems a little bit more rare. What's what's your take on that? Do you you still enjoy comedy more? Or was it difficult to transition into drama? I enjoy it all because I feel like I am it all. I, I think any comedian, um, you know, I always say that a com comedian, the only thing, you know, at the root of it all is they just want to be taken seriously. Um, comedy is sometimes their way of getting what they think about out and to be validated. Um, I, it was very hard going in, you know, it was a, it's a new playground for me and you know, although I was there to be uh, comedic, I didn't want to be laughed at for the wrong reasons. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> she thinks she can do drama. Like, woohoo, that right. was a hilarious take, but it's not supposed to be. Um, so it was, it's intimidating, but it's a new, it's a new uh, school ground for me. And I'm surrounded by amazing teachers. Yeah. So I like to think it's gonna rub off you know, um, I do believe I've learned a lot. I can't choose which is my favorite. I love them both for different reasons. And again, I feel like they're kind of, they're the same from inside, mm -hmm. if that makes any sense. Yep. When I do comedy and my characters, I'm very serious about those characters. I yeah. love them dearly and I, I respect them. Um, and so it's just the same moving into drama. You know, it's just the, the situations and the audience are different. But to me, it's all life or death, comedy <laughs> or drama. Good answer. That is a great answer. <laughs> I wanted to ask you about the uh, Parks and Rec uh, pandemic reunion that you got a chance yeah. to be a part of. How cool was that? It was amazing. Can I just tell you, too, like, geez, honored to be asked there's a there's been a lot of people, a lot of cousins. <laughs> right. And so to to be asked was uh, wholeheartedly uh, glorious for me. And it was earlier on in the pandemic, too. So it was just exciting and um, fun to be doing something. And I did it from home and like, you know, my husband helping me art direction, the <laughs> family room, you know, they drop like fake plants off and stuff. And there's they're still in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, all the dolls and things. Um, it was really, really fun. And obviously for good purpose. And, but truly like, oh, they asked me that, you know, it's my Sally Fields moment. They right. like me. They like me. Yeah. It feels good. <laughs> feels good. And it was fun to do Joan again. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. It that was cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, Mo, Mo, what's next for you and where can people find you? 
Uh, they can find me under my bed at about <laughs> 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 on the couch between. Um, where can I be found? Well, um, you know, obviously I'm on all the multimedias, yeah. the in, the interwebs. The interwebs, yeah. yeah. And I uh, am happy to communicate there. Doing, um, and I post anything that I am doing and part of on there, just so you know. Uh, the Fear of the Walking Dead season 6B is is just about to roll out the next couple weeks. We saw you on Cameo. I do Cameo. Yeah. In fact, right after this, I'm doing Joan Calamezzo in a Cameo because I have some makeup wow. on. <laughs> you got to catch me with makeup. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I want to, I miss, I really, really do miss uh, live performance. And so in this sort of coming forward from the pandemic, um, I want to seek as many opportunities as I can to just mm. get up and, and be with people and uh, hear the laughs, be a part of the laughs, you know, and, and share those moments again. That's great. That's what I want to do. I miss it. That's terrific. Yeah. Wow. Come to Indianapolis. You, I know two fans that will show up if you do. So absolutely, hey, love to I, see you. So I would love to be there. Yeah, that would be yeah. fun. That's that great. would be really fun. Yeah. Uh, no, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. You know, it just uh, it's always amazing to hear something I did a while ago. Still, people, you know, love love the character, the work, the show. Um, I don't know. It speaks a lot about what we do and how it is important. It does affect people yeah. and it makes them happy. Yeah. It gives them something to think about. Well, I think a whole new generation is getting familiar with Parks and Recs now. You know, I mean, my I daughter know. is 15 and she's, she's watched the whole series two or three times. Yeah. It's got a whole new, new life with streaming. You know, I feel the same. All of a sudden there's a resurgence of people asking about Mad TV because HBO Max is that. airing most of uh most of the episodes and saw yep. stuff I've totally forgotten about. So there too, an entirely new audience. Yeah. Sadly, I don't see a dime for that, but yeah. it's cool. I'm getting new <laughs> fans. <laughs> well, to bring them to your newer work. So that's. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 And I like people to know the scope of my work because I'm very proud of it. Yeah. As well, you should be. You should be. Thanks. And we enjoy it. So. Appreciate it. Thanks, Mo. All the best to yeah, you. Yeah, you guys uh, have a good afternoon. Oh, it's later for you, isn't it? A little bit later, but you know, so. You guys about to have supper? <laughs> I think uh, my, my wife works tonight, so I don't get to eat till like eight o'clock tonight, so. <laughs> you can't feed yourself? I can, but I wait for her. <laughs> oh, oh, that's sweet. That's yeah. a sweet, oh, that's, that's answer. Oh, that's the best answer. Yeah. That is a wonderful answer. That's what she told me to say. Oh, <laughs> good husband. Good husband. Right, right. <laughs> Thanks so much. Thank you, guys, you Mo. You we appreciate care. it. Please be safe and and uh, yeah, be safe and well and happy. You do Enjoy the same. All right. Thank you. All right. Bye bye. Take care. Bye bye. bye, -bye. All right, everybody, we're back. Well, Mark, I, I think personally speaking, that was worth the wait. Oh, my gosh. For sure. For sure. She was a terrific guest for us, wasn't she? You know what? She was such a good guest. She was truly nice, humble, 
and obviously a gifted and very, very funny person. And, you know, I think it showed through in the interview. She's also someone who really cares about being a good person, doing the right thing. And I, I think that came through pretty strong here. Oh, I totally agree. I think we really lucked out that in her schedule, I think we managed to get her in the sweet spot between when she yes. was doing recording takes for uh, Fear of the Walking Dead. Yeah, she she uh, they had wrapped. Um, I think that came up in the interview. And, you know, I think it was actually about to air at that point. Um, so, you know, this would be the April uh, time frame, I suppose. And then, you know, she had that little lull before she and a lot of other people got back to work. So I, I think we just, like you said, we hit the sweet spot. We got lucky and uh, we got Mo. So that was terrific. Yep, that was a get for sure. <laughs> it was a get. I think that was maybe our second interview. And, um, you know, I, I felt very lucky and still feel lucky to this day that we had her on the show. And we've, again, I know we've said it before, but I'll say it one more time. We've been blessed overall to have great guests on this show. So um, I count ourselves very lucky. Absolutely. No question, buddy. Yeah. So if you're out there listening and you're a cast member, um, we're coming for you. Just saying. (laughs) (laughs) We are. I mean, we're nice, but, you know, look out. Yeah. Well, Mark, I think that about does it for today. And again, I want to give a big thank you to our special guest, Mo Collins. It was really great to finally share that interview with all of you and for all of our viewers at home. we, We really look forward to being back with you next week as we continue our coverage of season three. Oh, absolutely. It has been a great, great season so far. And I'm just excited to rewatch what happens next. Me too. Well, and thanks for joining us, everybody. And we appreciate you all. And we will talk to you soon. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Live from Pawnee is a copyrighted production of the creators. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. Original music was created and performed by Aaron Emerson of Emerson Studios. Clips are used under fair use doctrine for the purpose of commentary and parody. Please see our website at livefrompani.com for more details or to contact us.